0: We got to talk about the border some more it's ugly and more mandate madness all that's coming up tonight on i'm right
1: mr president what's your reaction to the images coming from the southern border get it under control get it under control or you have it under control we will get it under control
0: Joe Biden a little spicy. (laughs) I love, you know, one thing that we have to talk about with Joe Biden, it's hilarious to me how powerful the media and media narratives are. I wasn't even planning on going this way, but let's just talk about this for a second. Joe Biden, I mean, on top of all the election stuff, is president of the United States because people thought... Donald Trump was a little too mean, a little too nasty on Twitter. That's what all the the exit polls show, right? We need a nice guy, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a jerk. And that's not even just his dementia kicking in. Joe Biden has always been a jerk. He's been in politics for about 3,000 years. And for every single one of those years, he's just been a nasty cuss. Who yells at people when he's challenged. Remember during the campaign, he was poking supporters in the chest, physically poking at people. He called some guy fat. <laughs> Gosh, he's always been a jerk, and he hates being challenged. So many of these Democrats are so sensitive because they're so used to being coddled by the media that they they demand it now. They feel like it's a rite of passage. Why are you Why are you challenging me? It's really bad it's really really bad but we talked yesterday about the sky is green theory do you remember my sky is green theory from yesterday because if you don't i'm going to tell you again right now because i well i call myself the oracle because i'm an obnoxious human being who gives myself nicknames Um, i don't even wait for other people to do it i just did it myself but sometimes i really do get it right because you do remember what I said yesterday. We were talking about COVID stuff and, and the vaccinated stuff and people who are vaccinated getting COVID and getting it bad and then using that as an excuse to tell others to get vaccinated. Remember, and so I went into this whole sky is green theory. And in case you missed it, this is the theory. I've talked about this for a long time, but this is the general theory. You can make a significant portion of the population, a majority of the population, believe absolutely anything. It doesn't matter how crazy it is, you can make them believe it. If the system decided tomorrow morning that you should believe the sky is green, they could pull it off. You don't think they could pull it off because you're looking up at the sky and you have two eyes and the sky's blue. But they could. They could. Every time you turned on the news at night, every other story would be about the new green sky. I can't believe we just discovered this. How did we not know this before? Every other guest would be a scientist Or a professor of something. Of course, scientist or professor who relies on federal grant money. But they'd be on there saying, look, we just broke down this really important study with all these really smart people. And it turns out the sky is green. Hollywood would start producing movies showing the sky is green. Corporate America's commercials would show the sky being green. Your child, as you send them off to the communist universities you send them to, would have to declare on their exam, the sky is green. Your crazy aunt on Facebook would yell at you for claiming the sky was blue. Sky is green, sky is green. It would be everywhere. Your favorite athlete or celebrity would put up a two-minute-long Instagram video talking about, whoa, isn't this green sky crazy? For their two million followers. In a matter of months, you would either believe the sky is green or you would be so shamed by the constant messaging around you, you just wouldn't say anything. It's not worth the trouble. It doesn't matter what your eyes tell you. It's not worth the trouble. And soon, 50, 60, 70% of the American public would believe it, or at least vocalize that the sky is green. And I just said, I broke all this down last night talking about COVID. I didn't know this big border story with the whip and the reins was coming, but man, did I turn out to be really, really, really right in a very short amount of time. You see, we have a ton, like 14,000 Haitian immigrants on our border. Border Patrol is currently down there trying to get a hold of the situation, trying to rein in as many as possible. It's its really, really ugly. It's a huge humanitarian crisis. Of course, caused by the Biden administration, they basically invited them all. And of course, they showed up. Well, a picture started floating around the internet yesterday of one of these border patrol guys on horseback. Should be noted, I know several border patrol guys. One of my best friends is a border patrol guy. Ho- uh, mounted patrol is the norm. It's just an excellent way horses can go places and go for longer that nothing else can. It's a great way to chase down people who are here illegally. This is standard practice for border patrol. But a picture starts getting floated around the internet of one of these border patrol guys reaching out from his horse and grabbing this Haitian immigrant. And in one of his hands are the reins of the horse. Well, somebody online, the system, whatever you want to call it, somebody decided that we need to call that a whip. Now, that's insane, right? Because remember... I can see the sky with my own two eyes. I know it's not blue, or I know it's not green. I can see the picture. The picture is right there. It's large as life. That's not a whip. Those are the reins of his horse he's hanging on to as he grabs the internet. Everybody can see it. Every single person with two eyes can look and see. So there's no way anybody would actually believe that, right? Well, no. Remember, you can make people believe absolutely anything. You see, it didn't matter that it was rains and that everybody can see the rains. The American media just decided they would ignore the statement from Border Patrol saying these are rains. They decided they would ignore what they can see from their own two eyes, and they were going to run with an outright lie.
2: There are alarming images from the Texas border tonight. The White House pressed on them today, calling the images horrific. Tonight, a sea of humanity and desperation along the Texas-Mexico border that has overwhelmed the U.S. Border Patrol. A number of agents on horseback can be seen trying to keep migrants from crossing into the country while threatening them with what appears to be horses' reins or ropes, including families like this one holding a baby when the agents get dangerously close.
0: or ropes threatening them with the reins oh believe me it wasn't isolated to cbs news america's media and the system itself just simply decided to run with this nancy pelosi herself the speaker of the house the third highest ranking politician in the united states of america jumped right on it remember what i told you about the system the sky is green how everybody would jump on board We even have journalists making articles, calling it a whip. And then we have other journalists congratulating that journalist on, well, here's the statement, quote, Border Patrol agents on horseback cracking whips and charging into the crowd of Haitian asylum seekers in Texas, shouting at them to go back to Mexico. Strong reporting is what one journalist called it to another journalist today, today, just so you can see what I've been trying to explain to you today, 50% of the United States of America believes border patrol agents are using whips on Haitian immigrants. What chance do we have against this kind of dedicated misinformation campaign when you have to constantly seek out what the truth is? Think think how misinformed you are if you're just the standard person in America just a, not a politico like you or me you're just a standard person you can go to work wife kids come home finally eat, eat dinner ah oh, let's see what's in the news let me just turn on CBS totally benign right the normal existence I oh, just turn on CBS what's going on think how much you believe that absolutely isn't true we have a crisis on our border we can't even rein in a tiny portion of it without the system deciding to lie about it and try to shame away any border enforcement at all. And look, Chuck Schumer proves what I've said time and time and time again about the communist, how the communist never really cares about anything, nothing. They simply look at everything, suffering, death, doesn't matter what it is, as an opportunity.
3: Images of Haitian migrants being hit with whips and other forms of physical violence is completely unacceptable. This behavior must be addressed, and we must provide accountability. The images turn your stomach. It must be stopped, this kind of violence. Right now, I'm told there are four flights scheduled to deport these asylum seekers back to a country that cannot receive them. Such a decision defies common sense, It also defies common decency and what America is all about. Remember that harbor, that lady in the harbor, in the city in which I live. So I urge President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas to immediately put a stop to these expulsions and to end this Title 42 policy at our southern border, that we cannot continue these hateful and xenophobic Trump policies that disregard our refugee laws.
0: That's not some local idiot protesting on the corner. That's the Senate majority leader on the Senate floor telling an outright lie about whips. Now, do you believe me? Now, do you believe my sky is green theory? What chance does the normal average American have at ever finding real information when lies are told so easily now breathlessly without any effort at all and remember remember this coronavirus is very scary we're all gonna die if you don't get vaccinated now and make sure you get your 15 booster shots i mean not those illegal immigrants though
2: is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID
4: test? Well, first of all, I can, re- re- I can readdress for you or re- re-talk you through what steps the, we take.
2: The policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country, right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card?
4: Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are. The intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. The it's difference? not the same thing.
0: Talk about how easily the lies come. They're not intending to stay here for an extended period of time. Those 14,000 people crossing the river into the United States of America. Hey, America, look, I don't want to stay. I got to be honest. I'm trying to get back to Haiti by Christmas time. Mom has a big turkey dinner planned. I just want to pop in here for a while, eat a little McDonald's, and then I'll be right out of here. I certainly don't want to stay. you didn't <laughs> you didn't you didn't think I wanted to stay, right? An insane, ridiculous statement, but it all comes so easily, just without a second thought. And oh, it's not just illegal immigrants from Haiti, Central America, Mexico bringing potential diseases here remember all those afghan refugees remember all the sad stories and sad pictures you heard and we have to take them all in i'm sure your kooky aunt on facebook was saying something like that let's just bring them all here well congratulations even the cdc says they've caught some already with measles malaria and tuberculosis oh yeah we have a crisis on our hands a very, very, very big crisis on our hands. But nothing's going to be done about it because nobody in a position of power in this country has any vested interest in taking care of the refugee problem, the illegal immigrant problem, because you do remember the three things they all have in common, right? The people who lead this country, our, our cultural leaders, they all share the same three characteristics. One, no love of country. Oftentimes a hatred of country, but no love of country. Two, no real-world experience at all. Or if they had any, it was decades and decades and decades ago. They completely live in their own bubble land. And three, they do believe they are above you. Not in the general snobbishness way. You are a peasant. They are your feudal lords. That is how these people view themselves. When you understand that about them, every single other thing they do makes total sense all that may have made you uncomfortable but i'm right curtis halk joins us next to trash the american media that is going to be a good time but first how's your holster where'd you get your holster you don't have to email me and tell me did you take the time to learn your weapon safely did you take the time to train with it you probably did right Get yourself some ammo, decent weapon. Make sure you can protect yourself. Did you do all of those things and then turn around and just grab the first holster you found on the big box hunting store shelves? Why? Get a custom-made holster from Northwest Retention Systems, custom-made right here in America by Americans. I have had a lot of gear in my lifetime. I have never had gear of the quality of Northwest Retention Systems. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. I'm going to save you some money. Use the promo code JESSE. You get 10% off everything. We'll be right back with Curtis. Hang on.
1: I was taken aback uh, by a single image that should make you pay attention to a problem. This one. There's a lot here. Yeah, as an image, to me, it does smack of a bygone era of slavery, aided by reports of people being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the reins, most likely. You may be drawn to the desperation of the man trying to escape. Others. In the desperation of keeping our borders safe, of what I believe the former president tried to depict as a brown menace at our border, what <laughs> a slavery! What
0: in the world? Joining me now, managing editor of the Media Research Center, my friend Curtis Hogg. Curtis, um. I put up some, I have had this theory, you've, you've you've heard it, I'm sure, by now, the sky is green theory, how these people can actually make half the country believe anything now, absolutely anything they want to believe, and it was amazing, the horse whip story comes out, like the next day improves it all, half the country today, as we speak, Curtis, believes border patrols using a whip on Haitian immigrants at the border, it's crazy to me.
5: Right, Hispanic border agents are whipping black people at the border here. So we've got some, you know, yes. minority on minority clashing here. Um, I wonder which one the media has decided to go with. Um, apparently, Jesse, they don't understand the difference between English and Western riding. Um, I know that because I got my horsemanship merit badge when I on my way to being an Eagle Scout. But apparently, these people don't understand how reins work. That yes. Uh, in the Western that they have there in the video, you're showing you have two reins, one on each side, and that's how you control and move the horse around. Uh, and sometimes you have to swing wide to move a horse in a certain direction. So that's kind of how this goes, but the media really don't care. CNN doesn't care. ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN especially doesn't care. Um, it's pretty ridiculous that they're really pivoting to this. After not caring about the border well, much of last week, really just kind of footnoting it, now they really care, oh, because they're whipping people, supposedly. Okay. Um, they've learned nothing from Covington, uh, to put it mildly, with regarding CNN.
0: Curtis, how do we as a country... How do we overcome this level of misinformation? I understand you guys at the Media Research Center do a great job trying to expose all this stuff. I'm worried about the average guy, not a bad guy, not left, not right. The average dude comes home, wife, kids, has some dinner, sits down, and turns on CBS for 15 minutes to try to get the news of the day. That's a normal life, right? That's what normal people do. That guy is so misinformed, he doesn't even have reality. How in the world do we overcome that?
5: Well, we overcome it one person at a time. We talk to our friends and our family, make sure they have the right information. You talk about a real media diet here. Maybe you spend five minutes on one and five minutes on the other. And that's kind of the way you do it here. And what's helpful about this story is while it's so, frankly, evil and deceptive, it's really easy to debunk. It doesn't require a long kind of discussion about explaining why this or that or this number is wrong and that number is right. This one is just pretty easy to debunk here. That's kind of how rains work here. And also, I could see the media, even after this is thoroughly debunked enough, people realize the truth. They'll switch it to saying, why are they using horsebacks? The idea of using horses is intimidating, as Cuomo said in that clip there. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of what you do in terrain when you can't really use the vehicle or anything with wheels. But what do we know? Yeah, no,
0: like I pointed out to people in the opening of the show, I have a million friends on Border Patrol. Many of them have been assigned to horseback for a long time. This is standard fare because of just what Curtis said. Horses are incredible creatures that can go places, even four-wheelers, and things cannot go. They go forever. They're an amazing animal. All right, Curtis, on a macro level, when it comes to immigration, isn't the most compassionate thing in the world to shut down the border. I understand people are trying to get the information out that everybody wants to look like a nice guy today, but the human rights violations that happen to the women and children crossing this border should tell everyone in America, stop, I don't care if you have to build a trench and put Marines in it, stop all illegal immigration so people stop coming. We can deal with legal immigration. People must stop coming because these people are being treated like cattle, man.
5: Yeah, the governor made a great point this afternoon, and and the officials that were with him at that press conference, they noted that, yes, controlling the border and securing the border is actually helpful and puts the best interests of these migrants, illegal immigrants to heart here. Because when you take all of them and you put them in together in these highway overpasses, these tent cities where they're using sticks and you know leaves and anything that they can find, dirt, you know floor kind of little tent cities here who knows what's going on there and, and then that also goes to the health issue as well we this is amazing with oh. the same side that's telling us we have to wear masks even if we're vaccinated and stay socially distanced and things need to be cancelled and all this and that they don't actually care about the lives of these migrants there who not just don't have the COVID vaccine they don't have anything you know, who knows? I saw a thing talking about maybe TB being uh, circulating there. You, Any number of diseases and assaults of women in sex trafficking, the idea of keeping the border Oof. secure really helps protect women and children, the most vulnerable among us here. So actually, yes, exactly. Securing the border is the most compassionate response here, but the media so easily make it out to be the most evil option there is.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, you know.
5: Speaking of
0: lies, and I mean, amazingly brazen lies. I know you've seen it already, Curtis, but I'm going to play for you and the audience once again this this exchange between Ducey and Saki.
2: Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test?
4: Well, first of all, I can re- re- I can readdress for you or re- re-talk you through what steps the, we that take. That is the
2: policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card?
4: Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works as individuals like as individuals come across the border uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms if they have symptoms they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process they 're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time i don 't think it the 's the, the same thing it 's not the same thing
0: Curtis now I-, I may be fuzzy on how illegal immigrants operate here, but are these people all return, planning on returning to Haiti by Christmas time for Mom's Mom's Turkey?
5: <laughs> oh my gosh, Jesse, this is insane! You know that goes right along with the, the point earlier in the briefing when she said that Biden understands what the families who were accidentally droned to death are going through because he lost a wife and a son oh, and a daughter. Geez. Okay, so that I couldn't decide yesterday whether that clip or this clip you just played are the worst things of that briefing. It is so ridiculous. The hypocrisy is just so blatant. You know, we're talking only until the fall that people in, from Europe who are fully vaccinated and pass the tests and wear masks on planes and everything can be allowed to come into this country. You know, we know the conservative on Twitter, Ellen Carmichael, she has a toddler. You know seven eight months old who hasn't been able to meet her grandparents because her husband is from Austria you know but meanwhile these people can just walk right across the border maybe that's what people should do from Europe if they can get to Mexico they should just go right across because that's the way they're going right now and it's so blatant here Mayorkas maybe one of the biggest liars in this administration right up there with Jen Psaki and the president himself Uh, to say that the border is closed. The guy is saying right next to the Rio Grande that the border is closed. It is just not true at all. It flies in the face of most really about any lie that we heard from the last four or five years that people claimed were being spewed by the Trump administration here. Um, That is so blatant. I I just have no words for her utter insanity that, oh, you know, well, it's different. Um, And they're screening and they're quarantined and they don't plan to stay here for a long time. Really? You know, you talk about how quickly COVID spreads. Well, then, yeah, if you quarantine people in a large group, these border agents are going to get sick, and then they're going to go homes to their families and their communities, and then those communities are going to get sick, and it goes on and on and on from there. And it goes back to the last point, finally, which is keeping the border secure is the compassionate response, both for the safety as well as the health of these migrants.
0: Curtis, thank you so much, my brother. Come back soon, please.
5: Anytime, Jesse. All
0: right. I know what it's like right now when you finally get done with the day and you get done with all the news of the day and you get done watching I'm Right every night, which of course you do. It can get a little stressful now, right? I mean, inflation alone, people are filling up their car with gas and getting groceries. It's stressful now. Don't go back to dipping. And if you do dip, I have a way for you to stop because I dipped forever. And I tried everything you can imagine to quit and nothing worked. I tried the stupid patch and the gum and sunflower seeds. I tried smoking instead of dipping. Would not recommend that route, but that's how much I wanted to quit. The only thing I found that works is Jake's mint Chew. It's tobacco free and nicotine free and sugar free, but it's still dip. So when I finished that meal, and want a dip. I can have one. If I get home tonight and I'm stressed out and need something, I can throw in some Jake's Mint Chew CBD pouches. Take that edge off and it's not bad for me. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE to get you 10% off. We'll be back. Well, the COVID mandate madness is not stopping. It doesn't appear to be slowing down. And look, America's corporations appear to be going all in. This is the problem. This is the problem with tying the federal government over all those years directly into business, having the federal government's fingers all into business. Now we have a federal corporate partnership that has corporate America... carrying out the federal government's bidding what am i talking about joe biden he issues some completely unconstitutional executive order that all these companies are going to mandate the vaccine and in a sane free country all these companies would say no um you can take that order and shove it i don't work for you you're the president you're not in charge of my company but you'd be wrong not in this country New poll, nearly 1,000 companies responsible for employing 9.7 million workers were surveyed and more than half of them say they're planning on imposing COVID vaccine mandates on their employees by the end of the year. And the reason I bring this up is my email inbox is full of scared Desperate people saying, Jesse, I'm about to lose my job. What can I do? Jesse, help. Jesse, what can we do? It is a wild time right now in the United States of America how quickly we have identified the dirty minority in this country responsible for all society's ills. And now we've decided they don't even have the right to a job anymore. And now, look, you live in one of these blue areas now, and I know many of you do. I realize a lot of people feel stuck in these areas. You're stuck with these people. In Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, she's mandating the vaccine for students over the age of 12 and, and who wish to play sports. She's also mandating all adults regularly in schools and childcare facilities to be vaccinated against COVID with no test-out options. You thought that was bad? Let us go to the worst mayor in the United States of America, that big dumb oaf, Bill de Blasio, in New York City.
2: We will now go to weekly testing. We'll be testing in elementary, middle, and high school, each school, every week. And then we will change the quarantine approach, and we'll align to the CDC guidance on that when there is a positive test in a classroom. The unvaccinated students in the classroom will not have to quarantine if they are masked and three feet distanced. That will allow more kids to safely remain in the classroom. Distanced,
0: isn't it amazing? The sky is green, isn't it? We, we just heard from the former FDA commissioner who came out and said, uh, this social distancing thing, uh, no one really knows where it came from. We kind of made it up. And the six feet is a
2: perfect example of sort of the lack of um, rigor around how CDC made recommendations. Nobody knows where it came from. Most people assume that the six feet of distance, the recommendation for keeping six feet apart, comes out of some old studies related to flu where droplets don't travel more than six feet. We now know COVID spreads through aerosols. We've known that for a while. So how operative is that? The initial recommendation that the CDC brought to the White House, and I talk about this, was 10 feet. And a a political appointee in the White House said, we can't recommend 10 feet. Nobody can measure 10 feet. It's inoperable. Society will shut down. So the compromise was around six feet.
0: And yet. The lie is so cemented in such a huge portion of the American public, you'll never be able to untie it now. It's that permanently tied knot. It's just there always now. And remember this. Remember, I mean, we just had the Emmys. Everyone, everyone, some people turned on the television set and watched all the rich and famous living it up, singing, dancing, partying it up, no masks, no nothing, nothing. And what should you take away from that? Should you take away from it that all these people are hypocrites? No. I mean, yeah, they're all hypocrites. Back to my analogy. If I tell you there are landmines on my front lawn, and then the next day you see me dancing on the front lawn, you wouldn't take away from that that I'm a hypocrite. You'd take away from that that I'm lying about the landmine if there's really this disease these people are that worried about and they tell you every day they're that worried about it if it's out there hovering around and it's gonna murder us all any moment why are you dancing it up at the emmys oh and in case you're wondering well hey the, jesse it's la uh, la has some of the strictest covid restrictions in the country how'd they get away with it well you didn't you didn't think the laws apply to everybody right they're only for the littles L.A. County Department of Public Health already issued a statement. Quote, L.A. County's health officer order requires everyone to wear a mask indoors, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated. This is the best. However, exceptions are made for film, television, and music productions as additional safety modifications are made for these controlled interactions. The Emmy Award show is a television production and persons appearing on the show are considered performers. Well, I mean... Didn't you hear the best vaccination possible for coronavirus is if you're on TV? I had no idea. I haven't gotten the vaccine, but it turns out I've been immune this whole time because I'm on TV. That's awesome news. All right. We got Jason Beardsley coming up in just a second. But first, flipping houses is one of those things that's always fascinated me because I have so many friends who've made a pile of money on it and they have a blast doing it. But the truth is, I'm not an expert on it. I mean, are you an expert on it? Where to begin, right? That's where Flipping Made Easy comes in. If this is something that interests you even a little bit, do me a favor. Go to flippingmadeeasy.com right now. Go check out what they've done. It's one of the most impressive companies I've seen in a long time. What they've done at FlippingMadeEasy.com, they've created a one-stop shop for you to provide you with all the information you need. If you need this form, if you need this, they have all the information you need. They have the opportunities, the flipping opportunities for you right there. FlippingMadeEasy.com. Go sign up. Use the promo code JESSE when you sign up you get a little something extra. FlippingMadeEasy.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Well, um, we committed a war crime. I don't know there's another way to describe drone striking a family of 10, including little kids. The Biden administration actually uh, bragged about it initially, claiming it was in response to what ISIS did. And, well, I want you to look at this video of Jen Psaki before we go to Jason Beardsley.
1: Following up on the drum strike uh, last week that the Pentagon now omits was a tragic mistake. what was the president's response when he learned about that?
4: As a human being, uh, as a president, as somebody who has uh, overseen loss in a variety of uh, scenarios, both as a leader and personally, it is a, it, his reaction is it's a tragedy, uh, and every loss is a tragedy, and he supports the efforts to the effort to move this forward as quickly as possible and to have a thorough investigation. Mm-hmm.
0: How gross are politi- politicians? Hey, well, he's experienced personal loss, so he gets it. Good. Grief. Joining me now, Jason Beardsley. He's the National Executive Director of the Association of the U.S. Navy, national security expert. Jason, I- honestly, we'll get back to the drone strike in just a minute. Politicians have to be the grossest people on earth. I could not imagine taking the death of my son and using it as a political shield when you just oversaw the drone striking of a family of 10.
1: Well, uh, thank you, by the way, Jesse, that that brings up a great point, which is this rhetoric in in Washington DC can be very, very difficult to navigate. And the more you kind of shop it around the communication shops or people that kind of help advise on what to say, the less likely you're gonna speak from the heart. And when you're building trust as a leader, Uh, in front of people, and your troops, the the citizens, whatever, to build trust, it really takes consistent, genuine application of who you really are. Now, these are not easy things to talk about, so I have some grace, but again, when you shop talk this around and you come to these type of um, uh, rhetorical devices, it doesn't help support what the people want, which is a belief in their leader that's genuine. Okay, uh, Jason,
0: back to the drone strike itself. Can you elaborate this uh, on this for people who don't have any experience in this area? I'm still trying to figure out how this can happen. Obviously, we rely on intelligence on the ground. We don't just pick out a random Volkswagen on the highway and drop a Reaper drone's l- payload on it. We, we, we clearly have some kind of intel, right? So how do we end up destroying an aid worker and kids?
1: Ah, uh, this one's very unfortunate, and it's it weighs heavy on a lot of folks' heart. But what we saw in the drawdown from Kabul is that we were very reliant on the Taliban, and what most people who've been on the ground know, and and you'll hear pundits talk about, is they're not a trustworthy partner. Uh, they've been hostile to the American enterprise for a long time. So the very fact that we found ourselves in a position to have to rely on trust built with the Taliban was the first mistake. Secondly, if we're getting our intelligence from that partnership or from negotiating with them to get out, we can we ought to be much more uh, deliberate and careful before we do something like this. And don't forget, the Pentagon was very clear, they hit the target they intended to hit. That's what they said uh, immediately And they assured us that these were ISIS leaders without giving us the fidelity. So the only thing this points to is that they received bad intelligence more than likely from people they were trusting on the ground, the same people who stopped Americans from getting in the gate of Kabul. That's the problem here. Jason, now,
0: I, I don't... I'm not naive. I understand it is an imperfect world, and I understand oftentimes the intelligence we do gather is from people who are not necessarily the most upstanding citizens on the planet. Is it completely unheard of to rely on someone like the Taliban to give us some intel? Maybe Am I just looking for any excuse here
1: to explain away the drone strike? It is very, very rare to rely simply... Or simply on an enemy or a questionable partnership to do uh, sort of uh, these type of strikes or anything that could cause casualties. Uh, What we'll normally do is have a a number of sources to vet that it'll go through our procedures, people we've trusted, recruited, looked at over years and have sustained a bit of trust with the intelligence community before we do this. But don't forget uh, from early spring on, uh, spokesman Kirby uh, and others were talking about how the DOD would protect our people or assets on the ground once we withdrew, and the answer was always over the horizon. Over the horizon means remote. Uh, that means the intelligence is usually collected by electronic means, data, signals intelligence, uh, satellite intelligence, drones. What that usually means is you're gonna lose fidelity on the ground. And it's actually one of the reasons we went to the 9 11. Uh, scenario that we did is we had been relying too heavily on remote like intelligence before the events of 9-11. So we taught ourselves a lesson. By this point, we can see that that lesson is now waning or eroding in the in the hearts of our intelligence community. We need to get back to aggressive, on the ground, vetted, verified intelligence.
0: Jason, I have to ask about Millie because this 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 story I find to be fascinating. What happened to Mark Milley? Mark Milley is not some career paper pusher. This is an SF guy. This is a guy uh, who's had his boots on the ground. And now he's a man testifying about white rage before Congress. Apparently before that, he's giving China or saying to China, he'll give them a heads up before we attack. This guy operates now like some kind of career bureaucrat. And that's not what he is, or is that what
1: he is? You know, I had a very close friend who worked a lot with some senior ranking uh, military officials and he likens it to uh, someone from the political field. Let's say you've been in Washington DC for 30, 40 years of your life and you do that well, you know the political landscape. But if we took you over to a combat theater and put you in charge of troops, you'd have a hard time catching up. Well, in the case of, of this, you could compare that to what uh, General Milley has done. He spent his career in war, combat, you know, aligning troops against violent situations. And now he finds himself in a whole different battlefield, which is political terrain. And let's face it, so far, we don't have any indi- any indications that he's done that well. So we, I just think he's a little bit out of his league when it comes to the Washington DC political rhetorical landscape. He's made uh, mistake after mistake after mistake in his uh, rhetorical devices and what he said. He's not doing it well, but in war, that's probably the place where he he excelled and got his credentialing. So I think he's just a, a man out of sorts, if you will, in a new industry that is not his, uh, let's call it his sweet spot. Jason, we have a new
0: report out, came out yesterday. Hundreds of Navy SEALs potentially getting out. They've already been told they will not be able to deploy because they're refusing the vaccine. I've been worried about this for a long time. Whatever people's feelings are about the vaccine, you have a bunch of young testosterone-filled type A men, the guys who really, really are the fighters out there, the Rangers, the SEALs, the Delta guys, the SF guys, all these guys, Air Force PJs, these are the guys you're going to lose when you tell them, inject something into your body, a, vac- a vaccine that... Coronavirus is not a danger for these young, fit men. I'm worried about losing our edge, and I'm really worried about it.
1: Well, you you mentioned a great point. These communities are small. Uh, they're the most physiologically in tune with their bodies. So when there's a cardio problem or a heart problem or anything, you know, they're monitoring their blood pulses all the time. So when a small community like the SEAL community on the East Coast and the West Coast starts to see their peers uh, undergoing some some challenges or there seems to be a problem, and perhaps they've seen enough of that to say, hey, look, before we roll this out, we want to pause or slow it down. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the big picture, Jesse, Uh, You join the military, you raise that right hand. You know, what you're saying is, hey, I'm I'm ready for the experiment. You take me to battle. You put me on a beach. You drop me in front of the enemy. And in some cases, put me in front of that experimental shot. You're basically signing away those rights. So the military sees this as, hey, look, this is habitual. It's nothing new. I took the anthrax vaccine. Uh, others did too. I wasn't sure of its veracity, never had any negative effects. Some people did. But the point is, when you sign up and you swear that oath, you've got to be ready to do this. But at the same time, When you have a challenge or when you have a a religious exemption or a problem, it's not inappropriate to say that and to communicate that up to leadership. The best place to do that is through your elected representatives. So if they don't hear from you, and we're at about 88%, I believe, uh, of vaccine rates in the military, that leaves 12% who haven't had it, that's probably not enough to slow or stop this down. If the military had a real problem with this, the way to suggest that or to slow it down was to get it to the legislators quick That window is closing. We're almost nearing the end of that. Jason Beardsley, Jason, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, great to talk with you, Jesse.
0: All right, we gotta lighten the mood next involving an elephant and a midget. Hang on. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And I know what you're saying. Jesse, I hope it's nothing inappropriate. Pfft, it's not going to be anything inappropriate. Kind of.
3: Gimba, let's play ball! Oh, Gimba, not in the face! Take me to the hospital! Ah, ah,
0: ah. I hope you're not laughing. I'll see you tomorrow.